Hi. 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 I'm glad you're here. Even though it's been a hard, long day with my children, I'm glad to be here doing this, the discipline of coming to the barefoot office to take my shoes off and spend time with Jesus in the daily office readings. Today from John chapter 14. This first time as we read this dense and wordy passage, just try to find something, a word, a phrase, an idea that sounds interesting, intriguing, that sticks out to you. And remember that. I shall not leave you orphans. I am coming to you. Just a little while and the cosmos no longer sees me, but you see me. Because I live, you too will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, that one is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, says to him, Lord, what has happened then that you are about to manifest yourself to us and not to the cosmos? Jesus answered and said to him, If someone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and will make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but rather that of the Father who has sent me. These things I have spoken to you while remaining with you. But the Advocate, the Spirit, the Holy One, which the Father will send in my name, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. I give to you not as the cosmos gives. Do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You heard that I told you that I am going away and am coming to you. If you had loved me, you would have rejoiced that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it happens, so that when it happens you might have faith. I will no longer speak much with you, for the Archon of the Cosmos is coming, and he has no hold in me but so that the cosmos may know that I love the Father, and that just as the Father has commanded me, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. What word or phrase or idea stuck out to you? For me it was... I have told you before it happens, so that when it happens, you might have faith. But also, you heard that I told you that I am going away and am coming to you. If you had loved me, you would have rejoiced that I am going to the Father. I shall not leave you orphans. I am coming to you. Just a little while, and the cosmos no longer sees me, but you see me. Because I live, you too will live. 
On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, that one is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, says to him, Lord, what has happened then that you are about to manifest yourself to us and not to the cosmos? Jesus answered and said to him, If someone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and will make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but rather that of the Father who has sent me. These things I have spoken to you while remaining with you. But the Advocate, the Spirit, the Holy One, which the Father will send in my name, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. I give to you not as the cosmos gives. Do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You heard that I told you that I am going away and am coming to you. If you had loved me, you would have rejoiced that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it happens, so that when it happens, you might have faith. I will no longer speak much with you, for the archon of the cosmos is coming, and he has no hold in me. But so that the cosmos may know that I love the Father, and that just as the Father has commanded me, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. Where do you see God in this passage? What makes you stop and reflect and think? For me, I have to confess that this reading is a doozy. It's ridiculous. It's dense and it's talking. It's all words. It reads like a convoluted speech that doesn't make any sense or philosophy that's too difficult for me to understand. And I've been thinking for a while as I notice that as I write the episode descriptions for this podcast, they seem so much more focused when I've had a chance to know what I'm going to say. And so tonight, having all three of my kids here and the older two falling asleep, the youngest one staying awake, just content for me to walk around holding him and not do much else, I decided to read this passage three times and ask the questions myself, kind of like a first draft. And so I know some things that I want to say and key in on, and that's good, but this being now the fifth time I've read this passage in an hour, it still is almost impossible for me to keep my mind from scooting off and wandering because what are you talking about, Jesus? It's so confusing. But those phrases that I honed in on, I'm telling you before it happens so that when it happens, you might have faith. And you heard that I told you that I'm going away. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced that I am going to the Father. For me, what I see here is an alternative to abandonment. 
a therapist told me once that as a child, when someone leaves, all you can feel is abandonment. But as an adult, you can leave someone without abandoning them. In my recovery program as an adult child of an alcoholic, my soul rupture, my primal fear is of abandonment. Of parents who weren't there for me physically, spiritually, and most of all, emotionally. And here is Jesus telling his disciples, those people who have upended their whole lives and left fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters and spouses and children to follow him. He's telling them that he is going to leave and that they should have peace when he does. Not that they should, that they will have peace when he does. And to me, as I work right now, getting to know my anxiety, my frustration, my fear, and even my anger, I just think how nonsensical this is. That my fear of abandonment, knowing that someone is going to leave or worrying that they will leave, is often far greater than the actual leaving itself. That I make up that if I do this, my friends will no longer be my friends and I'll never talk to them again. And so I try to keep myself from doing the thing or from feeling that feeling or from communicating that they hurt me. And in not being able to communicate that, I stop communicating to them. And so I put myself through the internal hell of the fear and the worry and the anxiety and the external hell of losing the relationship by my own fault when if I went through and walked through that valley of the shadow of telling them how they hurt me, of ending the relationship, it would at least be over rather than putting myself through it over and over and over again in my own head. My fear of abandonment is far greater than the abandonment itself as an adult. And yet, I am addicted to the fear. And so tonight, my prayer will be, God, send me your spirit of peace and help me know how to hang on to that peace. And that, for tonight, will be enough, I hope. This third time, as we read it, a final time, or the sixth time for me this evening, I invite you to think about not only what is God asking you to do or to be, but because it is so central to this passage, What gives you peace? I shall not leave you orphans. I am coming to you. Just a little while, and the cosmos no longer sees me, but you see me. Because I live, you too will live. 
On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, that one is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, says to him, Lord, what has happened then that you are about to manifest yourself to us and not to the cosmos? Jesus answered and said to him, If someone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and will make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but rather that of the Father who has sent me. These things I have spoken to you while remaining with you. But the Advocate, the Spirit, the Holy One, which the Father will send in my name, He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. I give to you not as the cosmos gives. Do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You heard that I told you that I am going away and am coming to you. If you had loved me, you would have rejoiced that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it happens, so that when it happens you might have faith. I will no longer speak much with you, for the archon of the cosmos is coming, and he has no hold in me. But so that the cosmos may know that I love the Father, and that just as the Father has commanded me, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. What is God calling you to do? or to be in this passage. As I read it this last time, I did actually notice something very different than what I expect, which is that if someone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. If you love me, keep my commandments. It's been in anthems and choral songs and it's recited all the time, but in this translation, It says, and we will come to him and will make our home with him. God will come to me and make God's home with me, in me? My whole life I've been told to go and make my home in God. Rather than to find home in myself, to make a home in myself by keeping these words, by reading these words, I'm actually experiencing this bodily tingling in my arms and in my chest as this kind of realization washes over me that I should focus on myself. Building a home in myself, loving these words for myself. And then God will come and make a home in me. I don't have to go out, ignore myself, deny myself to find God. one of the key statements in the 12-step program, the first step of the Adult Children of Alcoholics workbook. My life is unmanageable when I focus on others rather than myself. So I guess it's fitting that my other question, if God is hard for you to find, as sometimes God is hard for me to find, Hard for me to hear the voice 
of God, to know what God calls me to do or to be, Tonight, it rings true to me to ask, where do you find peace? What gives you a sense of peace? For me, it's peaceful to lie in my bed at the end of the day in candlelight and fall asleep while a tea light burns itself out in my luminaria. For me, it's peaceful to lay under my son's 25-pound pillow and just rest. For me, the music of Andrew Peterson is peace. For me, it's peaceful to get up and walk around my apartment building and come in and do some gentle yoga stretches to let my body wake up on its own time. For me, it's peaceful to send pictures of my children to their godparents every day. What brings you peace? In this time of coronavirus crisis, invest in that. Let peace come to you. Choose yourself. Choose to do the things that give you peace that God might come and find a home in you. The prayer for the second week of Easter. Almighty and everlasting God, who in the Paschal mystery established the new covenant of reconciliation, grant that all who have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body may show forth in their lives what they profess by their faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Hope and joy be yours. And tonight, so also may peace be yours. May you choose peace, focus on yourself and your own peace, your own serenity, and those practices that give you peace, that build the light inside of you, that magnify the light of God within you, the light of God which you are always.